ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the triple r show rediscover rejuvenate renew yourself with your very own rajneesh nanda so every other week we bring on inspiring personalities to make you and me happier stronger and healthier through hidden mystic and scientific techniques and this week we have a true genius He's a leading expert in the field of dentistry over four decades. He has a holistic approach for understanding and oral health is very much related to the whole body health. And also he is a leading authority to heal body, mind and spirit with special emphasis on sleep apnea and much more. And also he has written a beautiful book on sleep apnea, Stop the Snore. So ladies and gentlemen boys and girls let's welcome the genius doctor Dr Jean <laughs> So Dr Jean thank you very much for coming in I'm honored to have you could you please share something okay. more about yourself and your story how yeah. did you start into holistic dentistry Absolutely thank you for the introduction and the invitation um it's an honor to be on a show like this cuz you're truly out there helping people and uh, it's always good to connect with other health practitioners who are really looking as you said in your introduction mind body spirit uh, there's so much that we can do and be responsible for our own health uh, but it's good to have people out there that we can share this information so yeah it's been you know for you I, I'm sure as well it's been a journey um, I you know I practice kind of traditional dentistry for a few years I graduated from dental school in 1980 and for a few years uh up to about 1985 or 86 I forget the exact year uh anyway I know you know my story my my friend was diagnosed with stage 4 melanoma mm -hmm. and um it was very disheartening uh because they didn't give him any any hope pretty much said you got 3 months to to live uh you should go home and take care of your affairs get them in order well he was pretty stubborn guy so uh he decided <laughs> he wasn't going to die and uh here we are 2020 he's still alive um he did seek out you know, alternative care he decided not to do chemo and radiation uh, cuz even with that they didn't give him really much hope uh, maybe a, a few more months to live but uh, of course the misery of going through chemo and radiation so he uh went to a facility in California in the west coast I mean that was a mid to late 80s I mean it wasn't there weren't a lot of places to go to as as we have now uh, but anyway the interesting make a long story short when he came back he said when I walked into the center he said open your mouth looked in his mouth and said you have mercury fillings in there you can tell cuz they look they're black so uh and he said you got you got to have them taken out and uh, we won't actually start your treatment until those are removed because they're such a burden on the body that the therapies that we're going to do are going to be ineffective or not as effective if we remove those first so uh, paradigm shift for me practicing at that point 5 or 6 years putting in mercury fillings uh didn't think anything of it was kind of told maybe in school you probably would hear some of the heresy uh and just uh kind of blow it off wow. so that was enough to trigger me to start exploring and uh fortunately 
you know, just kind of put the word out to the universe. And this book, I don't even remember how I found this book, but it came to me uh, by Dr. Hal Huggins. It was called It's All in Your Head. And it was all about mercury poisoning and a whole history of how it got started and why dentists use it and what the problems were. I do remember this very clearly. I was on a plane sitting next to my wife, who's my hygienist. And I said, I think we're causing a lot of harm to our patients. I think we need to stop this right away. Wow. So that was, uh, so that the next week when I got into the office, I said, get rid of it, I can dispose of it properly. Um, I wasn't looking for any reimbursement for it. I didn't want it. I didn't want any other dentists to have it. So I said, just dispose of it properly. That was the beginning. Uh, and it's been nonstop since then. Uh, once you delve into that new world, you, you really can't turn back and go the other way. Exactly. Yeah, that's uh, fantastic. It's very inspiring. Like how many years back was this? Well, that's uh, 1980, like 1986. So, so it's more than 30, 30 years, years. 30, yeah. 30 plus years. Um, this year, I'll be 40 years since I graduated from dental school. So it was about five years after that. So, wow. so yeah, you had 35 been... years. And since that time, uh, yes, we stopped doing mercury. And the other important thing was not just stop doing them, but mm -hmm. patients who had them, we needed to remove them safely. So there was a whole protocol. So I called Dr. Hal Huggins, who was in Colorado, and I went out and studied with him. And he was my mentor, bless his soul. He has passed on since, um, probably from some of the damage done from mercury. Um, so I trained with him and then I installed uh, that protocol into my practice. Shortly after that, he mm -hmm. said to me, I, I know this was a big paradigm shift, but I need to share something else with you. And that is, well, have a seat. And so <laughs> I said, okay, what is, how can it be bigger than this? He said, root canals are not good for your oh, patient. Yes. So uh, another shift. So he shared with me initial studies and research done by Dr. Weston Price, mm -hmm. uh, which at the time in the 1920s or 30s was pretty amazing research mm -hmm. that he was doing. Couldn't compare it to what we have available now, but pretty conclusive that root canals, because they uh, still are an area of anaerobic mm -hmm. bacteria that it continues to produce certain toxins that are released into the body. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of those two things in itself really separate like traditional dentistry to what we call then holistic dentistry we now call it biological dentistry but there's a difference um and some practitioners still that say they're biological they still believe root canals are okay so basically my practice so basically the mercury fillings and the root canals are two difference between the traditional and the biological or holistic dentistry according to you or anything else or those are the major uh, yeah that's probably the two major things the other is we don't uh, provide or recommend fluoride okay. um so that's a pretty mm -hmm. common practice in common practice. all dental office especially in pediatric practices which yeah. is even worse because they're so much more susceptible to these yeah. neurotoxins but um you know, so we don't recommend, like, if you're going to use a toothpaste or a mouthwash, you know, yeah. and we have products here that are available, but if, if they don't want to purchase them here, just make sure they look at the label mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of people don't read labels. Yeah. And 
I'll, I'll say if you don't believe me, pick up toothpaste that has fluoride in it. On the back of it, it says, if swallowed, call poison control. Is that something you really want to put in your mouth or your children's mouth? So that's that's probably a really big thing. And most yeah. dentists and hygienists would say that fluoride is absolutely necessary to keep healthy teeth. Yeah. Uh, and that's far from the truth. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote a paper some time ago that uh, cavities are not a fluoride deficiency. Mm-hmm. So we don't find fluoride in the body. Mm-hmm. It's not a natural substance of the body. Why should we be putting something like that on our teeth? Why not address yeah. your nutrition? Why do uh, the toothpaste companies put fluoride in their content then? Because if it's so so harmful for us, what is the purpose? Well, of one thing, that could be a whole other couple yeah. hours discussion. <laughs> but um, so to get the American Dental Association seal of approval, it has to have fluoride in it. Okay. Um, I mean, it was really just a scam that the dental, so early on, they found that certain communities, I think there was one in Texas that had sodium fluoride in the natural water, and they seemed that that population had a much lower level of decay, and that started it. But then there were some other things that that were involved, like fluoride was involved in in the development of the atomic bomb. Uh, Fluoride became a waste product, and they had to find a way to get rid of it. So... Let's dump it into the water, uh, unbeknownst to the public or uh, not in our support or even asking our support. So it's become pretty common among dentists, but the public itself has really bought into it. Yeah. Uh, but Because I've seen patients on fluoride yeah. who have cavities, and I've seen patients not on fluoride without cavities. Yeah. Uh, it's really about the nutrition. It's very insightful. So for like a normal person, if uh, I'm going to a dentist or a new person who does not know much about dentistry, he goes to a dentist. What are the three questions we can ask to be sure that the dentist is practicing uh, like holistic dentistry? Well, that I mean, those three things we just covered. Number one, do you not only do you not do you not do mercury fillings? Do you remove them safely? There's a very specific protocol. When you drill that out, you're breathing the fumes and the vapor from the mercury. So that can be very toxic to someone. Two, do you believe root canals are a problem? Uh, Do you do them? Or if you don't, do you you remove them? And do you remove them again safely? Because when you remove a tooth, you have to clean the sock out so you don't provide a long-term chronic jaw infection, Mm -hmm. which is um, another issue. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, um, as we said, is fluoride. Right. I, mean, if you, I mean, that's a simple question you can ask if you called the office is, do you, do you give fluoride treatment? That's a giveaway right there. Yeah. And they are probably going to say, absolutely. We, you know. yeah. So it's, a, <laughs> it's an and, easy question to ask. And, yeah. yeah. And, it, and one reason is that they bought into it, but also insurance companies reimburse very well for it. They never question it. It's a simple procedure. It's probably one of the most profitable procedures you can do in dentistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dentist doesn't have to be involved, uh, so it can be done by an auxiliary. Uh, they charge insurance company pays 100%. So, so, so to t- say somebody, well, we want you to really consider not using this. Uh, they have to first buy in and understand the reasons why fluoride is toxic. Exactly. And two, they have to be willing to give up 
a few hundred dollars a day at least to give up that practice yeah. yeah so so that's why you'll see it continue but um in my practice and the thing is there's so many other things that you can do to help create strong teeth and that was the other thing weston price i learned about root canals but also learned nutrition from him uh, well not him personally he had passed but from his readings because he did the research on root canals but he also wrote a book uh nutrition and physical degeneration um that talked about how important it was to have things like vitamin d k2 mm -hmm. calcium magnesium uh and the x factor which he called like uh, some kind of omega-3 oil whether it's a fish oil that's what straightens your teeth from the inside out so that we have to take it as a supplement or as a source of food or you recommend mixed well always food first i mean if it's not well i don't know how you get if you're eating processed food then forget it i mean that's nutrient deficient so anyway so which but if you can get it from some good soil then that's that would be the ideal i think even even with that it's tough to get the recommended doses so probably good whole food nutrient dense food and some supplementation they call it supplementation it's not supposed to it's supposed exactly. to supplement like suppose instead of root canals what is the patient supposed to do what is the other treatment and instead of uh, uh, same uh, for removing the mercury uh, what uh, else you put in the teeth what is the substitute you do uh, for the patients yeah for the mercury fillings they're taking out metal and you're putting in plastic um because now we're a whole new generation and been exposed to plastics so do we really want to put those in the mouth so sort of are we going from the fire from the uh fry pan frying pan to the fire or vice versa well we do tests so there are blood tests for compatibility biocompatibility and we also use some energetic testing in the office to see what material would be the least reactive to your body Mm -hmm. and if the restoration is large enough we will recommend ceramic specifically mm -hmm. zirconia mm -hmm. which happens to be very very neutral to the body mm -hmm. so it has strength it, it adheres to the teeth very well uh, it's aesthetic and it's neutral sort of bio inert to the body root canals that's a bigger difference um, yeah. because now you're removing exactly the part of the body I mean, with the amalgam, you're removing a foreign matter. Now you're removing part of the body. And we know every tooth is on a meridian, so yeah. it can have a negative effect if it's in there and it's infected on that meridian. And when you remove it, can you regenerate that flow of energy? Yeah. Um, I think it's important that you have acupuncture done so you can get the energy flowing. Um, and if you're going to replace it, uh, we, re again, use the zirconia. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it's bio-inert, mm -hmm. so if that's going up into the bone. Little chance of reactivity. I'll never say never, never. Uh, yeah. because <laughs> some people are hyper or have sensitivities to everything. So, But then there's things you can do to help neutralize that. So what are the harmful effects? For example, like I have two root canals and I have one mercury filling. So I need to get it removed. And what are the harmful effects like anyone who has root canals or mercury filling in the teeth right now yeah it's a good question because it's you know goes individual to about five percent of the population have a true oh, allergy a sensitivity mm. to mercury itself mm. uh, so those people should never have amalgam fillings mercury fillings but no one's testing that 
Um, for those who are, and I tell patients this all the time, I said, look, if, if you're eating the best food possible, your air environment is toxic free, doing some type of meditation, you're sleeping really well, uh, you got no stress, then these things may not be a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't meet too many people like that. So, yeah. so if you do, then this is one additional burden yeah. to all the other things. So mercury is the second most toxic substance on earth, uh, only second to uranium. So it's the most toxic non-radioactive material. So I don't know why you'd want to plant it, implant it in your body. Uh, that's the worst place to put it. In fact, interesting is that when you remove it, there are certain regulations from the dental association that it has to be placed in a container that says hazardous waste. Oh, and Why would you want to put it? <laughs> yeah, not a good place. Root canals are a little bit different because they tend to, because one, you can't sterilize the inside of the tooth completely. Mm -hmm. But also, when a root canal is done, you have actually severed the blood supply and nerve supply between mm -hmm. that tooth and the rest of the body. Mm -hmm. So no longer circulatory system going to it, bringing oxygen and nutrients and removing waste. I mean, just like any other organ, if we disconnected the blood supply to your kidney, hmm. you know, how, yeah, long, would, how long would it be functioning yeah. or any other organ? So you'd probably end up with some type of systemic infection. So with these infections, quite often they're subclinical, like you may have no symptoms, hmm. but the bacteria, specifically the anaerobic bacteria, will release toxic materials, uh, chemicals like hydrogen sulfide, uh, mercaptans, thioethers. These are all things that will affect the body's production of enzymes. So it affects the enzyme systems. Specifically, we've tested how it reacts to those enzyme systems that produce mm -hmm. ATP. So mm -hmm. people may experience lower energy levels. Experience, um, anything along the meridian that those teeth are. I've seen patients who have had uh, chronic back pain. We took the root canal out and the back pain went away. I mean, it's, wow. it's mysterious. Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. So, so we tell patients, look, you know, I can't promise any miracles, but I can tell you this, that the more burden you remove from your body, the better chance you have at staying healthy or getting healthy. Now, if we do all that and you're still eating McDonald's, I don't know how much sense it makes. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta do, kinda do your part. If you're staying up till three o'clock in the morning watching Netflix and eating bad food and never exercising, then um, you might as well just keep the stuff in your mouth. <laughs> so, so it's all, I mean, I just try to educate them. It's all part of this promoting, you know, optimum health. Do whatever you can. Without, we don't know positively how long we'll be here until we go into our next life. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I want to optimize it while I'm here. Definitely. I want to play the odds in my favor. I was very much aware how much the kidney is affecting us or the liver is affecting us. But in India, we don't tend to think, especially how much our teeth are or the oral health is affecting us. And it's a big insight what you have just laid down, especially in India, because it's just a new thing coming into India, the biological or holistic dentistry. 
Yeah. I couldn't find a holistic dentist in India. I was trying to go there. They said they are a holistic dentist, and they wanted okay, your root canal is uh, needs to be redone. There, there are some dentists out there that say they do holistic root canals. I'm like, that exactly. doesn't make sense. That's an, I call it an oxymoron. It's a, yeah. You can't, there's no such thing as a healthy root canal. Yeah, so, and, yeah. you know, I, and it's not, I did root canals for many years. Hmm. Uh, I believe they were good. I thought it was, and I still believe it's good to keep your own teeth, but hmm. there's that risk benefit ratio. At some point, if it's affecting your overall health, and we have great options like mm. ceramic implants. Get that out of your body. I mean, if you had that kind of infection anywhere else in your body, you Take would certainly want to get rid of it. Dr. Jean, what are, you are a dentist for four decades. So I'm very much excited to hear what are your favorite oral hacks um, as a dentist and also as a journal as you are father of two uh, beautiful, lovely ladies and they are biohackers as well and they also have a podcast. What are your general top three biohacks? Well, biohacks, I think, which because I always want to think of something for any biohacking. First, what can you do on your own? It's fairly inexpensive, doesn't require the purchase of, you know, major equipment. Uh, and this comes from your country, oil polling. Um, yeah. And I learned about that yeah. back in the 90s when uh, my yoga teacher meditation teacher so I, I do so i do tm i learned from maharishi um but i learned about oil pulling uh with sesame oil um so i of course a lot of people now they, they all want to use coconut oil they don't want to use sesame yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is a great way of cleansing the mouth and the side benefit cleansing the whole body um through ayurvedic medicine i mean that's you know now it's become in this country pretty popular but i was doing i was fortunate because i had a yogi instructor who taught me about and he was practicing ayurvedic medicine so early on so and it doesn't what does it cost whether you're buying sesame oil or yeah. coconut oil yeah. so i think those are the two that's probably my favorite oral hack mm. um something that somebody can do i mean obviously brushing and flossing but um but i think as far as hack biohacking i think mm. that's that would put that as the number one thing and everyone can do it. I've seen yeah. since, since I was a child, my father has been doing it almost thrice a week or four times a week. And still he's, uh, he gets up in the morning, he puts the oil. First in the beginning, I used to wonder, what are you doing? He said, I'm cleansing. But now after seeing him for so many years, I understand the science behind it. And In your country, were they, do they call it oil pulling or something else? We call it oil pulling also. Yeah. yeah. My dad does it with sesame oil. Yeah. Yeah. But now in the West, like in, in the U.S., Dave has made, made it famous with the coconut oil and even putting some charcoal along with it. And yeah, yeah. so it has become more of a fashion now more. And uh, yeah. it's very effective as well. So definitely. People That's another good hack, too, is using um, um, charcoal. Uh, yeah. Good for cleansing the teeth, good for alkalizing. Um, I like colloidal silver too as a kind of a mouth rinse. Colloidal silver. What was uh, that again? Colloid, colloidal silver. Colloidal um, silver. Colloidal silver. Yeah. What is colloidal silver? Uh, well, you can use it for many things. It's antimicrobial. Okay. Um, but it won't kill the good bacteria. Okay. So, which is a problem with a lot of things like Sepacol, Listerine, some of these, yeah. you know, most of these over the counter 
products, one, they, ha they tend to have alcohol in it and they have a lot of other toxic material, but they also, because that toxic material it kills the good bacteria you know, and that's going to change your oral microbiome mm -hmm. and that's important for your production of nitric oxide. So mm -hmm. you want to keep it something that's not going to overwhelm the bacteria in the mouth. Oil silver is a good product. That's a new one for me. I'm writing it yeah. as well, so I can Yeah, that's write. pretty readily available too. Probably not as readily available as coconut oil or sesame oil, but you can find it. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I look forward to try that. It will be exciting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, your general uh, biohacks, uh, what you have learned maybe and shared with your daughters and... Uh, yeah. Well, we always have this conversation because I'm, I've been doing biohacking for 25 years. Yeah. Before the, uh, the first thing, my, my daughters were young then. They walked into my house. I was at the kitchen table with my head to the side, and I had a candle in my ear. Wow. It was on fire, doing some ear candling. That's when they knew their dad was a little crazy. But we have, have this conversation like, what can you do without spending a lot of money? Because I, I like the toys. You know, I like red light therapy. Yeah. I like the infrared sauna, but that costs money. But mm -hmm. if that's an issue, mm -hmm. go out. Take your shoes off, put your feet on the ground, do some grounding. Yeah. You can do that, doesn't cost anything. Do some, get the sunshine early in the morning. So you're getting some exposure, even do a little sun gazing. Yeah. Um, that helps with energy. Uh, you know, walking, um, exercise, whether you want to do, you know, light exercise or, you know, high intensity. Uh, you look very young. What do you do yourself? Like, because you look very young and as fresh as a daisy yeah what's your secret uh, oh thanks i just turned 67. yeah i um, heard and you look uh, at least uh, for me not more than 50 52. i mean i do a lot of the things that i preach um i think that uh, i would say i'm somewhat blessed i think i have good dna my genes are good although my father passed at a pretty young age but my mom is 93 she's still alive and they say you get your mitochondrial dna from your mother's side so maybe that's it but but I do these things and I'm really committed to it. Um, doing the regular biohacking. If, I'm not, if I can't do the natural things, then I have a pulse electromagnetic frequency pad that I lay on. Mm -hmm. You know, I have the infrared sauna, I have the red light. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that I have that uh, microcurrent, so things that keep us young. And then, of course, I do a lot of nutrition and I will go and get IV infusions like with vitamin C and glutathione, mm -hmm. uh, exercise every day. Uh, some days more intense than others, but and also recover. I do, I have my recovery day time, so I don't overdo it. And probably the most important thing, which I had the most difficult time with, is sleep. Um, yeah. I think for anyone, anyone, yeah. that should be the number one biohack: is make sure you're getting enough sleep, and it has to be good, healthy sleep. So things that will help with that, you know, is creating the right environment in your room, mm. keeping the temperature cool, mm. keeping it dark, uh, get all the electronics out of your room, yep. especially that phone next to your bed. Make sure you're comfortable. Wind down about an hour before mm. you go to bed, whether it's a meditation or even some light yoga, mm. um, maybe it's music, looking at their laptop and then closing and then jumping in bed or they're in bed with their laptop, healthy sleep. So that, and then the things, uh, if you have sleep apnea, Hmm. And usually you don't know it, but your significant right. other will probably tell you if Could you're you, snoring uh, or gasping for air. Could you explain sleep apnea for a, a novice or for a new person? And uh, what are your top tips and suggestions for 
sleep apnea because you are an expert in this field and yeah well sleep ap the word apnea means actually you stop breathing cessation of breath so if during that period when you're sleeping you stop breathing that's an apneic event now you can measure this with a device to see how many times you do that in a night but usually it's a spouse saying hey you know you're snoring or you stop breathing or you gasp for air yeah uh anytime you do that and the more times you do that and for the longer period of time you are becoming in a in a hypoxic state so you are no longer getting oxygen to your brain maybe why you wake up with a headache uh you are not getting blood to your heart i mean this is why most heart attacks occur early in the morning probably because they are poorly oxygenated um so we got to keep the airway open so first and foremost got to breathe through your nose mm-hmm. people need to learn how to breathe through their nose i know you you've done wim hof that is a wim hof breathing or utico breathing mm-hmm. or something but so many people breathe through their mouth very inefficient way to get oxygen mm-hmm. it does not stimulate nitric oxide production as in your mm-hmm. nose and does not give you that deep or rem sleep that you need deep sleep for recovery rem sleep for detoxification um so you need to address those things so when we see our patient we want to make sure first they have a patent nasal airway so that so that if we're going to tape their mouth mm. we want to make sure they can get air through their oxygen Definitely. through i mean <laughs> oxygen through their nose if there's an airway issue that's related to the tongue then maybe talk about a CPAP i don't recommend it you know that's where you're putting positive pressure oxygen with a machine or we have dental appliances mm-hmm. that can correct the deficiencies in the jaw that will allow proper airflow into the back of the throat because usually the tongue falls in the back of the throat and that's what blocks the air whole procedure and part of that is of course we also teach the sleep hygiene like here's all the things we just talked about make sure that you have the right environment to sleep now let's let's address the anatomy and the physiology which may mean either artificial air or a dental appliance to open up the airway. I hope that was a good explanation. <laughs> That's a lot of information. I'll I'll have to watch it again two three times to grasp it and to use it on myself. And for anyone listening also if they can use maybe two three tips of them uh, I think it will be amazing. And you said also in uh, Butego breath. What is uh, Butego uh, breath? Could you because I I there is a book on it but I have not read the book. So anyone who is listening and who is new to it Would you share? Yes, I mean it's a way of helping you breathe better through your nose and not mouth breathe. Okay. Uh the technique involves basically taking a deep breath, exhaling, holding and see how long you can pause your breath. After you exhale, not most people take an in, a good inhale and then hold the breath. Then you want to inhale, exhale, yep. then hold your breath. The more you do that, you yep. should be able to go up to a, about 30 seconds, yep. 40 seconds. Most people when they start 10 seconds they're like yeah. yeah. So that helps increase the respiratory function in both the uh the pharynx and into the lungs mm-hmm. um and help drive air through the nose rather than through the mouth. So it's a great procedure for someone who and it's simple. So someone needs to learn how to breathe through or it, it's great for if you're congested it'll help clear clear out the nasal passages pretty quickly. Again a cheap inexpensive biohack last but not the least your tips for children because you are an expert in ad hd and uh, so could you share some tips for children yes yeah, so all the adults we were treating for sleep apnea and sleep mm-hmm. disorder breathing and snoring and i thought wow you know we're trying to treat something that's been going on for many years let's go downstream 
mm. and see if we can address these issues at a much younger age. Mm. So when I looked at the work of Western Price, mm. it was clear mm. what was happening in poorly developed jaw mm. growth and development. Mainly, we were starting to see this for two things. Uh, women are not breastfeeding mm. and the introduction of processed foods and the introduction of early on soft foods instead of foods that, that need to be chewed. Mm. So when you're chewing your food, yeah. and, and of course parents are worried their infant's gonna you know, choke. They're not gonna choke, they have reflex. Mastication, yes. contracting these muscles is what stimulates yeah. bone growth. We can do that at an early age, get yeah. good growth in the jaws, yeah. that, that will get the tongue forward into the right posture and open up the airway so when they're in their teens early 20s and even as they go into adulthood they already have an adequate airway so we don't have to correct the problem we're actually going to guide and prevent the problem from happening and one of the things that they we've seen quite often and actually there was a study done in 2012 uh, i think it was like 11,000 children uh 50 of those adhd patients um, had some kind of sleep disordered breathing. Mm. So they either grinding their teeth, they were snoring, mm. uh, they were gasping for air, they were rolling around in the bed, just mm. um, even uh, nighttime urination. So a lot of these things that are indicators that there's a breathing issue. So, but again, if you're not getting oxygen to the brain, is this potentially what's causing hypoxia and the ADD or ADHD. I remember my mother, she used to tell me always as a child, bite it many times. She tells me now also, and she is eating her food very slow still. And I, I finished my food and I finished my dessert. I finished my everything. She's still biting her food. So I remember her once you said mastication and uh, do it slowly. So that was- uh, Well, I can see just looking at you, you have a very good and well-developed arch. Okay. When you smile, I can see you're not, you know, you're not like this. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not like so, you. <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you for the compliment. Yes. So you got, you got good instruction from. That was very insightful. I think so. It was a lot of information and uh, I think so. for anyone listening also, uh, it is a whole new world for biological dentistry. And uh, for anyone uh, new to biological dentistry, do you know, is it in India already or the biological or holistic dentist in India? Because I couldn't find I, it really. I personally don't know anyone. I will do some investigation. If I find someone, I'll, yeah. I'll pass it on to you. Otherwise, we'll have to wait for you to come over to India to, uh, and explore this beautiful uh, business opportunity in India. Because it's totally I would love that. I would love to come to India. It's a place I've always wanted to come. Probably because of my early introduction to Ayurvedic medicine, yeah. uh, TM, TM yeah. and you know yoga. So I, I think maybe I was from India in a previous life. Yeah, definitely. And that's the reason maybe I was so attracted to you. I saw your account. I said, wow, you are into GM, you uh, you do oil pulling and you're doing uh, holistic dentistry. So it will be something new and something very fascinating for all of us. And some, it's very much the need of an hour. It's a transformative thing which needs to happen for us to really have uh, be more happy, healthy and strong. And uh, that's the reason uh, maybe we connected because you were past life yogi. But <laughs> Yes, there was some quantum energy there yeah, yeah, that yeah. we connected for sure. Thank you so much for reaching out. I appreciate yeah. it. So thank you so much for coming to the Triple R Show. And uh, for all the people who are listening, 
uh, and want to know more about uh, holistic dentistry, do follow uh, Dr. Gene on Instagram is uh, biological biohacking dentist. Also, do subscribe for Biohackers Babe. So it's yes, Biohacker Babes. Yeah. Uh, you can find them on Instagram, but also they do a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Lots of information. Lots of information. I li listened to two, three of their podcasts before I interviewed you, and I listened to your podcast as well, so I, I could ask you the right question. So yeah. I'd like to thank you, Dr. Jean, for coming to the Triple R Show, and I hope you can come to India sometime, and you're more than welcome to be our guest. Honored to have you on our show. Well, I take it as a personal invitation, and I thank you very much. Yeah. I enjoyed this time with you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jean. Thank you, all the people who are listening. So till the time we meet again, we stay pranic with lots of zeal and vitality. Ciao, Dr. Z. Good day.